0: Welcome to the Etobicoke Historical Society's monthly oral history podcast. This podcast is one of a series of interviews of senior Etobicoke residents in the 1980s. The interview tapes were recently discovered in the local history room at Richview Public Library. We would like to thank the Toronto Public Library for giving them back to us so they could be made into these podcasts. These oral histories are a valuable and unique view into the history of Etobicoke in the early part of the 20th century, as seen through the personal experiences of local residents. We will be presenting a different interview each month. We hope you enjoy them.
1: After much hard work from his eldest children, Grandpa purchased a 200 farm on Browns line and built the home where he resided until his death in 1911. Her grandma uh, survived him by two years. And uh, that was a beautiful farm. They had cattle, sheep, show horses, which they always showed at all the fairs and everything. And it was a, an outstandingly beautiful and productive farm.
2: Can I interrupt here? Would they do any... Like you said, sheep and show horses, would they do any selling down in the United States? Of, uh, no,
1: no, no I don't. just no. locally. Huh? Just yeah. locally, nothing was in the state. The horse same horse. The horse, I don't know. Uh, 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 yes, they had a lot of sheep too. Oh, yes, much. But he sold it all locally, I know. Uh, Grandpa bought the farm on Horner Avenue, owned by a Mr. Lafferty, who built the stone house in 1852. In the late 70s, 1870s, he bought it. The house still stands, defiant of age, in fine condition to this day. Um, Father and mother moved into this home after their marriage. Mother uh, was born in Port Credit. She was an O'Leary, so we have all on both sides. And her people were from County Cork in Ireland, too. She had 12 children right in this house. Raised nine, eight girls and a boy, three of the boys died in infancy. Ne- neither one was ever in a hospital in his or her or her life. And father lived to 91 and mother within two months of 99. Uh, when brother John married, after he, the father built a house on the back of our farm on Evans Avenue, He and his wife lived there for many years. They raised seven children, one of whom, Charles Patrick, was killed in France in World War II. Uh, The house is not there any longer. And my brother and wife have both passed away since. There were many other families lived in the vicinity in the early times. The Browns, the Faulkners, the Sanfords, the Gillians. John Bryans and family, Mr. James O'Donnell who owned much property in the district, the rights, the O'Brien's.
2: Now this, what, what time period would this be? Around this, 19- was
1: there, this was early. It was
2: 1900 this, or earlier? Uh, yeah,
1: around that time, yeah, 1900. Well, most of these people came there before 1900. Mm-hmm. These oh, yes. Well, artists. later on these, mm-hmm. them i tell those, the these were the, really the early ones that came Right, very soon after Grandpa, mm-hmm. yes, uh-huh. And, uh, they, uh, Daniel Horner lived for many years in the beautiful brick house on Horner Avenue. Uh, then his son Franklin and Hampton, uh, family took that over. And after his death, his son, uh, Golden and daughter Pearl, lived there. And they are no longer alive. You well know, Miss Pearl is in a... a senior yeah, residence. Uh, Later people, in a little later time, were the Lotties, the Richards, the Harrods, the Rooks, and uh, they were all in this district of Alderwood. Yes. Um, On the Lake Shore District, now right down below, and most of them came right up to here, uh, there were several farms. Among them, the Eastwood Farm, which was just south of Brown's Line, and... um, The Eastwoods had a beautiful farm, and they were an outstanding family, and were wonderful citizens in the country. Uh, Henry Towle and family, Richard Newburn, the Lannisters, the Kingsburys, the Jacksons in New Toronto, one of whom, Mr. Will Jackson, um, Was Riva Riva Vitobico, before it it, uh, was the borough, and he was afterwards the mayor of New Toronto before it was taken over. Under yes. In Alderwood, SS number 12, was built in 1890, or thereabouts. It had one of the first furnaces in any of the schools in Etobicoke. My father was very interested in the working of the furnace, so uh, the men who installed it taught him how to operate it. That winter, father was the only person in the district who understood how it operated, so he looked after it for the whole winter without remuneration uh, until a new man was found to do it. Uh, he installed a furnace in our house right afterwards. He was so interested in it. So we have always, any one of us, we never remember the South a furnace. It was always warm and with, with a furnace in it. It was really one of the first. It was the first in the whole district, Carolina. You know. Most of our family attended that school, and there were many fine teachers, among them Miss Minnie Ryan, who taught for several years and was a strict and, and uh, several seniors. She was a strict disciplinarian, but the pupils who remember her have never held that against her and always recalled her ability as a teacher and how much they learned from her. All of her pupils have become fine citizens, which just goes to prove that the present-day lack of discipline in the schools has led to much of the crime and poor citizenship in our communities. Um, We had a beautiful uh, farm of 55 acres, which ran from Horner up to uh, uh, Evans, and uh, it was um, really a fruit farm, 12 acres of orchard, mixed farming with fruit farm, uh, 12 acres of orchard, strawberries, raspberries, every kind of fruit grown in Ontario, Cows to provide milk and cream, yeah, horses that. to ride, and birds and animals a plenty. Uh, the uh, family father was a, he was a wonderful farmer grand a wonderful
2: farm, champion plowman and a champion th- plowman he had won many many plowing uh,
1: matches all over did he also uh, not own a thrashing machine no my that brother, was my brother that was your brother my brother John that was, yeah, that. John, John, yeah, that was John. John that was John yes now he, he did uh, for years she had, the thrashing he had a thrashing machine how thr- far
2: away did he go because I talked oh, to way people up uh, and like, road, oh, yeah,
1: he the way up yes to there, I yeah. should have said that, I didn't put oh, that yes. in, John's, Dear John, yeah, and yeah, so I should have put that in. Family. Yeah, and he I was amazing. So, I was so mm-hmm. fond of him, he was so marvellous. Yes, there was a big talk. difference, Madeline and I oh. were flower girls at his wedding, there was, this. He yeah. was 12, we were the 11th and the 12th, mm-hmm. and there was they a big difference. We had a wonderful difference. sister in law too, she's mm-hmm. marvellous in-laws all the way around. The family were all musical. Inherited from both parents, mother had a fine soprano voice, and father played the violin. The three older girls, Anna, Eda, and Mary, uh, began singing in public at a very early age, when the, then the fourth sister, Nellie, joined the Harmony Singing Quartet. They wanted to become a theatrical act, but didn't know just how to accomplish this. It so happened that a relative of our cousins, the Blakes, who was a judge in Buffalo, visited his relatives and heard the girls sing. He said they should be in show business, and that he knew Mr. Mike Shay, who owned Shay's Theatre in Buffalo. He offered to ask Mr. Shea to give them an addition when he returned to Buffalo. He did just that, and word came back that Mr. Shea would hear them sing. They went over to Buffalo, gave the audition, and uh, Mr. Shea was pleased with their act. He booked them into Buffalo a couple of weeks later, and they were a big hit, as they say, in showbiz. He sent a fine report to New York, and they decided to try their luck there. Sister Anna went down to New York and got a booking at Brighton Beach uh, Theatre. During the uh, week, a theatrical manager, Mr. Billy Burke, saw their act and asked if they would join an act he was producing. This was called a school act, which was very popular in that day. They accepted his offer Andrew and in the act. They played the big time involved them from the start, did their harmony singing in the in the act, and were a big success. Their um, The manager knew that there were two young sisters at home who sang also and he asked father and mother if they could join the act and so had six sisters the only six real sisters in show business that ever were the two young young ones dear and Captain were in school but mother and father finally agreed to let them go as they knew the older sisters would uh, take the best of care of them and um, uh, Vera had never been in a theater in her life, never was in a theater until she appeared on the stage of the Majestic Theater in Chicago, which was uh, one of the biggest uh, uh, theaters in America, for a week or two before, you know, in see but... Uh, we had a, It was the opening number and the closing number, written, but we sat at the desk to see. We didn't do the singing specialty for a while, until a little later on, until we, <laughs> we got into it. You
2: okay, know. your first day in stage, how old were you?
1: Oh, uh,
2: thirteen. Thirteen. Now, you all these people sitting out in front of you. How did you feel?
1: Well, we, the funny part of it was, we made our entrance running down the stairs. We came out. We used to run down the stairs, you see, from the back, and when we ran down and you know, on the footlights, saw the footlights, <laughs> I almost nearly fell. But we used to grab a, our sisters' arms you know, hands, and we did a, the ring around the roses thing, you know. So uh, I guess I might have fallen. <laughs> they grabbed me by the hand to see and
2: Did, did the audit the number of people there watching, scare you or?
1: Oh, no, it wasn't. That was just the lights, you know. The footlights, you see. I'm <laughs> not being used to them. <laughs> and anyway, we soon got adjusted just ago, and, and we enjoyed it, you know. And later on, we joined in singing, especially.
2: This is you and Kathleen joined in your, yeah, they, your other four you sisters. Know,
1: we always sang harmony, you know. And if, if we could sing later on. We could sing me harmony for a they're deep voices. Uh, two of them had, uh, my sister had a female baritone, which we call hers. And she could sing a bass. Nelly, not Anna. Uh, I said In the quartet, we so, could sing the bass. And then Anna was a dramatic soprano, and she got very... She was a, Mary was a mezzo, mm-hmm. Ada was the first alcove, yes. and you then, when your voice developed, of course, yes. you were the top one a okay. mm-hmm. a she of all. a Mary. Catherine and Mary and I had an Ada, the low voice. Yes, and then Catherine, the top, she's the one that we lost for us. Yeah, dear Catherine. had it like she could sing on bass, too, and she that, she did comedy, she and I did comedy, and It was unusual, you know, for women to have those uh, deep voices. But we had every range, you know, that's why we were good at harmony. That's why it was, it was so unusual that everyone had and a different voice, you know. All the wonderful... That's why the harmony was so wonderful. Wonderful arrangers on Tin Pan Alley, you know. <laughs> they used to like to get us because in those days, you... You, you boosted the songs. You see, it was show business. There wasn't any TV or, or radio at that time. And you knew all of the Marvin Berlin uh, and um, oh, yes. all every one of them. George uh, George, um, George and his oh, brother yes. and all of them. They obviously were come around the, the radio. You know, they send somebody around and say, "Well, we've got a good song for you." On, on <laughs> When we in New York, we'd be songs, yeah. And they loved the Jews. They had the greatest friends, Jews, yes. Always oh, had. Always, always have. The they Some always said people. they did more for them than their own Irish Catholics ever did. The Jews did, yes. They were their well, they greatest were, friends. They were yeah. up in show business. So uh-huh. They were, you yeah. Know, when they, and then they went mm-hmm. down and they went around to the opposition, we other opposition, the opposition,
2: you're uh, from a, uh, I gather, a very fairly strict Irish Catholic background. Yes. How did the family priest view you fixing around the continent, the the family priest?
1: Oh, no, didn't mind it. Oh, no. They used to sing, and didn't they laugh, but the, they used to sing in the churches you know sure. they'd come around and the mass, uh, they'd sing the they'd go and and uh, they were always yes. saying in their church at home you see and the mass then was yeah, in the, latin of the course the older ones were in the choir yes. and they and they'd sing well then of course their their um, manager he would uh, have them this was from um, Billy burke first of all he would have them sing and that uh, then of course, as soon as it was enough people that came to the church, you see on the Sunday, the theaters would be flooded then all during the week, you know. <laughs> so he had he had a, a, an idea, you know, for to do at the good way that they used to know they knew so many. So many of the priests and everybody, you know, the, they were strict Catholic but never yeah, never now. never now. My mother, she was born in the Credit, and uh, all her friends, the Methodists in that day, it was before they had the United Church. And there were so many, there were so many Methodists, more Methodists, uh, quite a few Irish Catholics there. But all of Mother's friends were Methodists, and of course they had no Catholics from each And she used to go, I always thought it was marvelous because her father and mother were strict Irish Catholics, She'd sing at all her things, go to all the churches, the Methodist. Sayers, the Methodists, mm-hmm. sing at all their concerts and everything. And she she liked them so much, and I can remember when I was smaller, people, some people would say the Methodists were narrow-minded, you know, and they were kind of hypocrites. They used to, some of them, say that, you know, they made out they were so good. And Mother would get so mad, she'd say, I won't listen to that. I'm Some of the best people I ever knew... We're Methodists, who would say. I never listened to that, that they didn't live up to the religion, you know, mm-hmm. that, that they're kind of hypocrites. Mm-hmm. and we were raised with that right in the Never. Oh, that so many all our friends were Protestants, the best of our friends. And my father, Grandpa, the same. Orange yeah. men were his best friends when he came out here, you know. Yeah. They never, <laughs> yeah, they were strict, but you never, never. Yeah, days. they did. Never, never prejudiced strict in their own religion. We go all the time to mass and live up yeah, to religion. And but we'd have to go all our sisters the sistership on having the same. as sometimes we'd be all night on the train and couldn't get a sleeper sitting up. And the minute we'd get in if it was Sunday, the first thing we would say, Where's where's Catholic church please? So every every She's Sunday? Suitcases, yes. <laughs> you know. Every Sunday, course, no matter people, where you were people Sunday, in yeah. show business didn't go, you know, and, and she'd get and after them stuff. and after, even yes. after the front. Yes, and sometimes <laughs> the, uh, the ministers, <laughs> I remember several times, came around to the theater, you know, trying to get the people to go to church for the farmers. And uh, she'd say, well, of course, we went for our own, and, and uh, she'd say, some of them here didn't well, belong to your church. So what? Uh, you we'll see that they go, so they wouldn't go sometimes. And I remember sometimes she'd get up in the in the morning and go and knock on the door and say, "I promised that ministry you'd go to church." So they, they get up. <laughs>
2: it's not very good if you do a late night show on a Saturday night, is it? Yes. <laughs> it was hard,
1: but once in a while she got them to go. But it was hard to get the oh. oh yes. Well, they always like came home, you know, every summer. They always came home and uh, when they went from say uh, <coughs> June, you know, the start of June probably, mm-hmm. and July and August they'd never yeah. play. It was too yeah, hot. A well, oh, the theaters didn't go, you know. In, in the June. <coughs> and then they'd go back in September. And for as soon as they would come home, the, the company would start around. It. They'd come from far and near, everybody, talk about beatouts on mm-hmm. a Sunday. We'd have the house would be filled in <laughs> and out. everybody would come to see them, you know, and, uh, and then at that time, too, when uh, they, they would sit out, there was nothing, of course, all in the farms, all the way down, and you could hear, even when that was in the poor, when the asylum was down there, you know, with the poor patients, so it was before they had any drugs for the common, we could hear at times them screaming up here all that distance you could hear, when they'd be so bad and violent, you know, and nothing, nothing to come And the girls would go out and sit in the evening on the steps there and sing, and they'd all gather down on the lake shore, they could hear it, and they'd all come out of their houses and sit and listen to them. They'd all tell us, oh, we heard them sing. we are you singing. Yeah, we listened to it. No houses,
0: yes,
1: yes. Would, and Locked no could know
0: Nothing else, none of
1: these factories or anything around, you know. It was beautiful. Oh, it was that day. Well, then when they, finally, then the, uh, when they, the older ones married, uh, Mary, and um, uh, Mary, yes, Captain, that King, and Vera did a trio for several years. And they played all the big thaw of kind, too. Yes. yes. And um, uh, Mary then went into drama. And they took, uh, Kathleen and Vera took Mamma, she was I used I started at three to sing, you see, with the older sisters, Miss Ada, dear Ada, she was a team you of know, marvellous teams, I played piano, too, several of us, I know. and, uh, anyway, I, well, I started at three, my first song. And I used to sing at all the garden parties from the Harry time Lodders, I was six and years old, I'd mm. sing at the garden parties all oh, Harry Lauder Shears My Daisy, Stop the Pickling Jock, and all that, you know. <laughs> oh. And it was mm. great.
2: So how old were you when you joined the uh, your sisters well, on the I was road? Like
1: twenty, I guess.
2: Twenty when you joined yeah. them.
1: Yeah. Were you that yeah. old? Nineteen or twenty. 19. What was the
2: where was the first show that you did?
1: Oh I we played around here first before us. To, just to
2: work out yes. the act?
1: Uh-huh. we played in and all those places, you know, Galt and Stratford, different places.
2: What are some of the places you played in Toronto? Shays. Shays in Toronto. How about the Winter Garden?
1: Uh, no, Sister Nellie she then, she did an act after she left uh, the act and got married. She did an act, this one here at the corner, she did an act with her husband, mm-hmm. and uh, they uh, traveled all over the world. They were in Australia and uh, mm-hmm. all, all over, in France and England and all over Europe as well. They traveled.
2: And what sort of an act but, would they do?
1: Uh, well, it was really, and Mike, he was a wonderful dancer. He had been with the six American dancers, an outstanding outstanding dancing act in the show business, there were stars, six, six, six men, American four, man, four men and, and two girls, and um, then he did dancing the act, and she sang her song, and at one time they did some blackface.
2: Minstrel shows. Yeah, minstrel show,
1: like, show-like. and she, she had the most gorgeous uh, blonde, gold, golden. real golden hair, it wasn't right down in, the it was she down in the corner and and, the bottom, uh, yeah. And Vera was a flaxen blonde. You wouldn't think it now. She still has not the gray hair, but oh, her, her hair is dark and long. I uh, see some gold. She flaxen the sun. <laughs> <laughs> but Nellie, you see, she would have this makeup on and something over her head—a black thing over it. Well, then at the last, she'd sing her song in and she'd reek. pull this thing off in and the let the down. Reek. This golden hair, and that it stopped the show every time when she let this hair down. Yeah, know, this old lady. black face hair. was uh-huh. things, Oh, you? yes, they did for years. Oh, they did, I know. Yes. And I was the only sister who never appeared in show business, although I always sang. About eight years ago, the four sisters, Kathleen and Vera, Madeline and myself uh, all uh, did uh, uh, a show on uh, CBC, an hour-long show, uh uh-huh, and uh, uh, covering the sisters' career. uh, Six O'Connor sisters' show business career. Uh, They asked me to appear also, as I could sing, and we were the only four left. Uh, all the others had gone. The show went, uh, was from coast to coast. And it was on on the Tommy, the time that the Tommy Hunter show was on, which went off at that time. And uh, we heard from uh, friends all over the country, in the states, all of the border towns heard, and they all wrote, you know, and said they heard it. People we hadn't heard from from years and even people who never heard from it all, wrote in about it, you know. What
2: a good fan mail.
1: Yes, got family, all oh, wow. kinds of family, oh, yes. Mom. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh-huh. And so uh, then, uh, the after the, um, that, that, at that time, the, uh, <clears throat> I didn't t- say that uh, you told all oh, about you doing that show, you know, after the uh, after you came home after, at the time of the Second World War. Oh, you we know, yes, did entertaining. Joke, used a, to entertain the troops maybe. and always used to entertain the senior citizens and all yeah. that sort of thing. But now that dear Kathleen is gone, you see, she no, would right up to the same. time she died. Yeah, right up to the time she died. Yes. Yeah. Do you
2: practice your singing at all anymore? Well, Not so as, as much
1: as she should. Not as much as we can't sing our songs, Kathleen. I miss her so much. Well, but but you, Armini, you always are lonely. I alone. So Armini sing, Armini. sing my songs, my But you don't sing like as that. much as you should.
0: Yes. Well, well, see, like... When she out.
1: passed away, we couldn't bear to sing. We didn't know the songs, you know. She would always like be on her toes. Come on, let's sing. She was We're still living in the old home, you know, if you don't keep up with singing. But we sing in church all
2: the time, it's a, it's a, it's a it's congregation, congregation, singing. congregation singing, and I
1: sing my yeah. harmony all the time. And must must be, and add something to the to the. hymns uh, oh, yes. the uh, and that. They'll so always come up to Madeline, so many will come up and, and, and say, oh, you're, you're like singing, boy, I enjoyed it so much, yes, uh-huh, yes. Um, this... Uh, we still live in the old house, of course. I said 130 years old. Yes, yeah, it is, and it's a a, a um, what do you call it? A heritage home, you know, a heritage home. And the uh, they put on the historical. Historic they put a plaque on the door. The historical oh, yeah, society. Yeah. Put yeah. a black on. Yeah, for, as long as now I, I, I gave a, a, a bit here about what the depression was like. So like well let's let's here. talk about
2: your uh, what it was like for the o'connor family mm-hmm. on, on on the farm here now you had a fairly good farm here oh, so it wasn't farm. so it wouldn't be all that wouldn't have been all that bad for you i would imagine compared to some other people would it oh no
1: the depression no we had thank we god really we have, had but well, t- my father this is what i'm going to tell my father had sold all the farm except he had kept Reserved four acres down at this end. This is by the Depression. This by the just before the
2: Depression. Depression.
1: He sold the farm, and uh, the man, of course, who had it then when the Depression started, there you couldn't sell, you couldn't give away property.
2: Yeah, well, what was this gentleman's name?
1: Um, Hogslub. Very fine man. He bought a lot land of land, land off of the oh, yeah. And he bought the farm, and it, uh, of course, he went broke, and he couldn't carry it. And he had done some, you know, ugly thing. He had, uh, you know, money. I try like to try and keep it going, and father and mother never had it again. Well, not yet. So he had. He it had. The truck was built, part money. of it was built up you see, and the well, old father almost did him a lot of money. But
2: so he didn't get a mortgage from the bank. He got he, he's paying off your father. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, but was he was not
1: he, wasn't, he, the he, was, he was paying the, the interest, amount. but father said, oh, well, now if you're short of money, don't bother. You can, I don't not want you. The interest is always well enough for it, you know, which I think he would have paid the whole thing if father forced him. September, but anyway, were, the first yeah, thing, he went broke, and he had uh, done some of this, you know, Work that uh, they shouldn't have done. Well, what was it? Getting he he mortgages and inmates. just lost well, houses on and, it, and there wasn't a house at all. On it.
2: So he was cheating and people he, of money. He was
1: cheating. Yes. We're in a small town called Lo- Listo there were retired farmers and he knew this lawyer and the lawyer, these people, farmers, retired, they trusted them, you see, and they were taking their mortgages out on these houses. And anyway, they'd come down here after the, the uh, crash, and poor mother and father would have the blueprint. And father would say, there's no house on that lot at all. He knew all the lots, you see, all the way through. And that was what he was getting so much a, a, a lot of he Well, noise. he wasn't naturally dishonest. No, he, he was He was a fine not. man. And as I say, father and mother never had a... He just thought the depression wasn't going to last any length of time, and he would straighten yeah, everything strange. out. Just yeah, see, that. as soon as it came back, he'd be able to sell the property and he'd pay off all this. Stuff. And father and mother never, as a matter of fact, got a term in jail. And mother used to write through. The the father would say, "Mother, have you, mother dear, You're written home, <laughs> baby." Yes. Mother would sit down and write to him, but he was—he yes. was a grand He we so sorry for him because mm-hmm. he didn't intend. To be no, no,
2: he wasn't.
1: He but wasn't you think
2: material. of what goes on now? That Ballard, and that kind of thing. You know? Oh, Harold, Harold Ballard, are you talking about? Yeah. Yes,
1: yes. Oh, yes. Getting back and still the yes. of the place yeah. there. Oh dear, yes. But anyway, so, uh, yeah. Then, then the people that used to come here in the depression, you know, all the, the tramps, you know, that would come around. Uh, the the uh, depression, it was uh, it was really awful, you know. Did you have a lot
2: of, a lot of tramps stopping at your oh, house for, yes. for food and that? At,
1: the, at that time, it was a terrible time for those without employment. There is unemployment insurance now, welfare, and other handouts. But then there was absolutely nothing. What they called relief. Just enough to keep the people uh, alive. That was all. And, and no other handouts. And they had to work for it. They used to go down the roads and work for the what relief they got. Uh, the uh, men and boys tramped the roads looking for some kind of job and about to eat. The Mimico Railroad yards were down there then, and of course the railroads were going big at that time. And these poor men and boys would ride in on the railroad
2: yeah, channel. You, you, you I mean, saw them going by?
1: Uh, no, no, not going by. We saw them after. <laughs> so and they'd jump off the trains, and they'd, 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 come, and, uh, they'd, they'd jump uh, off the trains, and they'd ride on the trains and walk around the district of my friend. I don't know how they found out about us or how, but they beat a pathway to our door. They came all the time. There was never a day that they weren't there. They'd come and they'd ask if they could do some work, you know, for you. You could bring them in the house, yet give them something to eat. Never have any fear of an attack or a robbery. Now you can imagine today, if you were bringing people <laughs> yeah. into your house, what would happen to you? Never was there ever a case of any of them doing meal. anything, anything to the people who were who were handing on to them. It was, it was. Well, so what different. would
2: you normally give uh, someone that stuck their head? Oh,
1: you'd give them, uh, you'd give them a meal, yeah. we, whatever yeah. we had. and we, we always had, kind of had loads. dough. i should know we had always had loads. Our own meat, mother our own meat. Had. For we had the four eight cylinder and, and, and father had. Uh, we had all kinds of of uh, of uh, milk and everything and all. Oh yeah. and all everything. Did did, yeah.
2: They, did any of these guys ever stop in after after the depression they got a job and say oh, thank yes, you? or?
1: Yes hobo, we did Hobo. Oh telephone well gym. he was before the depression. Yeah. Before yes. The, yes. Was was, yes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 was was like, I'll just finish this and then I'll tell about him. and uh, then they uh, anyway that then some of them would say Oh, they wanted to go someplace, yes, you know, we and we'd even give money, money to somebody. You know. We'd even out give some if they said, well, they might have had a, had a promise, they might possibly get a job somewhere, and they didn't have enough money. Then we'd hand them on maybe a couple of dollars, whatever it would take for them to go on the, on the bus, you know, or that. And we we did hear from some of them that they did get. And the father something. would let them sleep in the barn. If yes. They wanted, you know, stay overnight, as long as you tell them not to not smoke. Not to smoke. Mm. That they could just stay in the barn, you know, and they never stole anything, never anything. We never had any trouble with one of them. But what I was going to tell you about this fellow, this was really before the Depression, and when we still had the fox- cell at the farm, <coughs> he walked up the lane day and he was a very good-looking young man, and uh, English. And uh, father came to the door and he said, we had, uh, had had company, oh, a lot of company, which we nearly always had. People could come for dinner. But a friend of ours said, it was the only house home we ever knew where people could come without an invitation, walk in for a meal and expect to get a good meal. <laughs> he said, this was the only place. So anyway, uh, he uh, they were a whole load of company we had. And of course, we had a big dinner father came to the door, he says, I've got a bite, he says, you, he, says he wants something neat. So anyway, we took him in. We had at that time, we had the old uh, kitchen, a summer kitchen was built outside. So we were in there getting dishes, doing the dishes or something, and the older was still. So all kinds of, of stuff left, of course, because we always kept more than you thought would be needed, because you never knew who would walk in at the last minute. And uh, strawberry time. Uh, strawberry time. Yeah. And, oh, we had bowls of strawberries and all kinds of meat, and, uh, and it was supper. You'd always have then, you know, a supper instead of a big dinner, but it was just like a dinner. So he came in. Well, he started to talk. And he had been all over. They used to let them into the States then, you see. He had been all over the States. He had been every place. And, uh, he went, told us about coming from England, and uh, anyway, and he said, oh, I'm the black sheep of my family. But he didn't go on to, to uh, say just, Wow, but we found out afterwards that he sure must have been. And that uh, Ada had come upstairs and brought up the company, and they started to play the piano and sing. Ada and started. he listened, and he said, Oh, he said, that's see your musical here. And uh, he said, Yes. And, uh, my brother-in-law, Doctor O'Hara, he was in listening to all this talk, and he thought, "Oh, that was just oh, it was just a lot of talk on his part." You know the faces he had been and whatnot. So uh, he said, uh, "Oh, he said I love the piano. He said, it's a long time since I played the piano." And Bill says, uh, "Oh, he says you do play, do you?" He? he said, "Yes." He said, "Oh, my mother was the head of the." Uh, one of, like, he named the place in England of, of uh, one of the big, uh, basically, big uh, you know, places, but it's like music, like music. She taught music in one of the big places. University. University, I think. So anyway, he uh, so Bill says to her, thought he'd pick him up on it, he said, how would you like to come in, he said, and play us a few tunes, he said. He said, I'd consider it an own. So anyway, then he came. Well, he sat down at the piano, and if you ever heard him, he sure was black sheep. He had learned under his mother, you know. Played everything, every sheet of music that was put in front of him. Played for the girls to sing and everything. He was marvelous, marvelous. Uh-huh. And on, oh, all and to this day, the people who were here that night, they remember him. They remember him. So anyway, he thought, they said, well, you can stay. Now Father says stay, says, stay outside. He says, stay out in the wine all night. He says, just don't smoke. He said, and we you know. never told what he ate, God said Oh, well, all. what he ate. <laughs> he <laughs> oh, oh, ate all, oh. well, you never saw him, really. I guess he had people <laughs> oh. and everything. you oh. would say how grand it was, you know. So anyway... Uh, the next morning, we were up, of course, Father always got up fairly early. We were up and he came in, had a huge big breakfast, and a great big lunch he was given for the carry away, <laughs> and he left. Well, he wrote to us. For years, he'd send a card, snapshot, oh wait, this was it. He had snapshots every all place over. he went, all over the country <laughs> he took them. <laughs> and the other hobos used to call him Snapshot Slim. And he'd sign the card, Snapshot Slim, the musical hobo. He'd always sign the card. And we got them for several years. years. We often wondered, you know, if he went back to England, maybe he was killed in the Second World War. We often wondered. Do you
2: still have the old uh, snapshots he sent? Um,
1: No. no, Oh, they're somewhere around. They must be around somewhere, Mm -hmm. yes. But he didn't send us as many. He took them from, he took snapshots of us and all over of of, uh, all the different towns and every place he had been, you know. So he was really a character. We always remembered him. Uh, of all of them, he was he was outstanding. because he was a real gentleman, you know. Yes. Uh huh. Sort of thing. Mm-hmm. In our time, all the lovely farms are gone. Homes manufacturing are manufactured elsewhere. Place. The old Long Branch racetrack has long since gone. Where we spent many happy days. We we're all great racing fans, always. Of course, the English and the Irish are the greatest in the world. You know, there's no other people like them. That's why Toronto is such a great. It's one of the great racing towns in America because so many people of English and Irish descent are here. You see, who love the races.
2: Tell yeah. me a bit about the uh, Long Branch Racetrack. Uh, oh, yeah. okay.
1: Oh, well, it, and it, opened in twenty four. in nineteen twenty four. And, uh, uh, old oh, Mr. Orkin, uh, he, uh, Abraham Orkin. People always thought he was Jewish, but he was Irish.
2: Or just about at the end of the tape here. i got to throw in another one.
0: Thanks for listening to the Etobicoke Historical Society's Oral History Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe and like. If you wish to learn more about the work of our society, be sure to visit www.etopicalhistorical.com. See you next month!